Hello, and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I am your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Yes, on Shear. Yes, on Shear. Um, <laughs> if you didn't know, Jason's nickname is Jason. Very tired man right now. Jason's really tired, guys. I'm approaching the burnt out phase of realignment. I mean, he hasn't even started football season, and he's already done, so... Uh, We're recording this knowing that... Pac-12 media day starts in 12 hours. Less than 12 hours. I'm right? sure nothing interesting is happening there. I'm very excited, actually. Really? Usually media days are uh, a bunch of BS. Kevin Warren came out swing a little bit. Jim Phillips with the ACC looked awful. I'm really curious how George comes out. Is he on the defensive? Is he on the offensive? Does he ignore the elephant in the room? It's a, it's a big deal. Well, past history is any indicator... Because they've, there's not been very competent people running the Pac-12. I would say they're just going to ignore it. That's my prediction. George should come out and be like, I have signed a contract to put it on DirecTV. And then just walk off. He did it, guys. Yeah. He did it. So, um, yeah. But we're here to actually do a thing. Uh, we're going to answer some football questions, which you know is my favorite. I love football. Football season. Most of these podcasts. <laughs> For the next month, there'll be realignment and football, probably. I'm so excited. I'm excited that you're excited. Thanks, babe. Shelly and I booked our hotel room for San Diego. Yay! Future Pac-12 opponent, maybe San Diego First State. First game of the year. Did you see their stadium, Shelly? I did. It's basically a soccer stadium. It's it kind of cool. pretty cool, because like, you does. love soccer. I do. You are a longtime soccer fan. I do. People might not know that. What is your favorite soccer team, Jason? I was very upset when we went to Milan, and, and I was unable to watch... You couldn't watch AC Milan. Yeah, but we're, we're going to figure it out. It was out of season, though. I asked my girls if they're willing to leave school a week early to go to Italy and watch soccer next summer. So far, they're not for it, but we'll see. Yeah, because they want to like do those finals or yeah. whatever, like, Dad, nerd. Yeah, finals. I was like, yeah, whatever. I think our one of our kids' principals listens to this podcast, so sorry, uh, Mr. Linker. We're just joking. Anyway. I'm not joking. Uh, we'll just leave them, leave them home. They can take that final if they want to. I don't they care. They can take an 18-hour flight by themselves. Who cares? Yeah. Anyway, uh, we're going to start with the questions now. We do have a preface, though. We, we talked about this. Um, we do seem to get quite a lot of questions about the offensive line. Um, and we're just not answering that anymore. Well, guys, you got to keep in mind, like, eventually we answer the same question multiple times, which we've done. I just wrote my thoughts on the offensive line. We're coming out with a spring storyline article about the offensive line this weekend. Like, we got the offensive line pretty covered. So if it winds up, like, being the same question, it's not an I hate you thing. It's a, you know, I'm just not going to address the same question. Also, we've answered it, like, the last three football podcasts. We know you guys are super interested in the offensive line. I'm interested in the offensive line. But you know what? They need to play. Like, at the end of the day, oh we God, can just, we need to see what's going to happen. What's the product on the field? Practice. We got the practice schedule. So, there's a media day on August 2nd, uh, and then practice starts, and then we, um, it's at 10 a.m. each day, which is nice. Yeah, and not, like, two. It'll be nice uh, at the start. It probably won't be very nice at the end, but I'll take it. All right. Okay, that's a little housekeeping out of the way. We're going to start with... I was born in 1983. Nope, so that's a little too and, far back. Uh, too far back. Be quiet. Uh, TJ at UA. Or as you said before the podcast, <laughs> Tehuatua. She thought it was... I was I'm reading these questions from the side. And Samoan so it looked question. like... Tuhua de Hua. 
TJ Atua. Anyway, TJ Atua. Atua. Today, are you more or less confident in Juve going to the Big 12? That's part one of two. Go. Yes. Okay. Part two. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I am more or less confident. Um, I don't know. The thing is so fluid. I could hear something today and be like, oh, crap, it's not going to happen. And then I could hear something tomorrow and be like, yeah, this is done. Um, it, it's I, I don't really think there's an answer. I guess... I'm I'm the same. Like my opinion really hasn't changed. There's a lot of things that need to work out to keep the Pac-12 alive. They could absolutely work out. Like it's not. I mean, it's a thing that could happen. Uh, my dog just wrapped herself around my head, and <laughs> it's a thing that could happen. Is it likely? I mean, I don't know. Like it's it's going to be a process that plays out and is pretty fluid. And you're going to hear numbers released and all that. And I don't think I'm any less confident, but I'm also a guy that is very I'll believe it when I see it, and I have no faith in the Pac-12 presidents to make the right decision because all they've done is make the wrong decision the last few years when it comes to athletics. That sounds about right. That sounds very Pac-12. Yeah. All right, part two of this question, what are the odds that the ASCC is relegated? I know what you're wondering. Shelby's not on the message boards. That's ASU, Arizona State Community College, Shelby. Oh, I see, I see. I mean, I do read things. Like, I don't have time to read all of these. Well, you should know. Arizona State Community College is relegated, ooh, nice word, to the Mountain West because that would be freaking awesome. Well, I, I think I'm breaking some news here. <gasps> but ASU and Utah will actually form their own division. <laughs> Where they will play each other, but Forever. both teams will get championships after each game because there are no losers when you're such magnificent universities such as ASU and you know, it's that's how their fans feel. It seems like uh, that's not going to happen. I know you're asking me that because of that West Virginia moron that makes up stuff on Twitter. They're not going to the Mountain West. Uh, they think they're going to the Big Ten. Who knows? You know, good luck with that. But. It's going to be the Pac-10, 12, 14, 8, whatever it is, or the Big 12. I don't see ASU, as of now, being anywhere else other than being in the Mountain West would be hilarious. It would be great. Yeah. All right. Thank you for those questions. We're going to move on to T. Wilmore, or you could also pronounce this Twilmore. Or Wilmore T. No. No. Are you reading it backwards? Yeah. I don't know, Shelby. You stop reading the questions. Is there any chance Arizona accepts unequal revenue sharing in the Pac-10? I think that's like part one of three. That is three. part one. It's like a marriage, right? Right. No, I don't, I don't know. I was going to do a marriage metaphor, but you'd probably get mad at me. So. <laughs> yes, there is unequal revenue sharing. Some people share with their wives, but other, <laughs> anyway, some people share their wives. Okay. So. Wow. <laughs> um, as of what I have heard tonight. So again, things are fluid. Keep in mind, I'm just I'm not gonna stop saying that. You for say every, fluid a lot. For every uh, realignment question, just know there's a disclaimer by everything. Star asterisk. This is fluid. I would be really surprised if Arizona accepts unequal revenue sharing. From what I understand, Washington and Oregon, they're not asking for something crazy. The initial number was crazy, and they were basically left out of the building uh, or off the phone or whatever. They came back with a more realistic number around like three percent more than the rest of the teams in the conference, but that still adds up to quite a bit of money when you have those larger contracts. Um, You know, if you're Oregon State and Washington State, you're like, yeah, hell yeah, bring on that unequal revenue. I'll do whatever you want to stay in the conference. They would take, you know, 
$20 million right now to keep the Pac-12 alive because they don't have a choice. The Arizona, Colorados, and the Utahs of the world, they're not doing it. It's not happening. And so, you know, maybe if George Lockoff gets creative with the unequal revenue sharing, where it's not necessarily uh, a giant knock in their wallets, that's something that we consider. But overall, I would be really surprised if unequal revenue sharing is a thing that we see in the next iteration of the PAC 8, 10, 12, 14. Okay. Are the odds increasing that Arizona can separate from ASU if they need to? Uh, you know, they separated in basketball a long time ago. Ayo, get it? Anyway. <laughs> I, I've always been the opinion they're going to wind up in the same place. Now, I will say that Arizona has done legwork to see if there's a way that they would be able to separate because ASU, as of now, does not have as much interest in the Big 12 as some other counterparts. That can obviously change. I think ASU has kind of unrealistic expectations of where they are in the grand scheme of things, but uh, I, I do believe there is a slight chance that Arizona would be able to separate. It will not be easy, and it's going to take a lot of convincing, especially financially with the numbers. They'd have to be pretty impressive, but I've gone from absolutely no chance to there being somewhat of a chance, which is nice. Yeah. Before, good. it was absolutely not, but we're not at that phase right now. They're okay. And then third question from T. This is a football question. It's an actual football question. What happens in the QB room if Delora has a good season at QB and comes back the following season? That's a heck of a question. Dang. I have already predicted that I bet you Jaden Delora either leaves the NFL or goes somewhere else if he has a good season. Um, You got to, at the end of the day, keep Noah Fafita happy. He is your future. Jaden Delora is here for two years. Um, you know, Noah Fafita is here for four or five because he's not going to go early. Um, it's not because he's not good. It's, you know, guys his size, they're not going early, right? And he is a, a good college quarterback. We don't know what he is for NFL and all that. That is going to be a legitimate storyline to watch and a possible predicament that is going to come up. I don't have the answer to that, but it is a very sensitive situation if Jaden Delore does have a good season and comes back. Is he allowed back? What does that look like? Does Noah Fafita stay one more year? Do they make it a situation where they give him a legitimate number of stat snaps? I don't know, man. Like it is, it is a good question, and it's one that I'm not sure anybody has the answer to just yet. It depends on how good of a season. I it's guess like it's a good problem to have. I guess you, you got to be real careful because if Noah Fafita is the future, you want him to be a, a future. You know, at Arizona. All right, that concludes the three question series from T. Wilmore. Moving on to UA Portland Timbers. Two questions. What are you most looking forward to learning about the team during fall camp? Uh, everything. <laughs> you know, no, but really, like, it, it's an exciting fall camp, right? Um, you know, it's, it's because it's just got a different feel to it overall. Uh, you know, in terms of what I'm looking forward to learning about, I I don't know if I can learn anything in fall camp than I didn't learn in spring camp. And no matter what, I'm not going to learn what I'll learn when the first game comes around. Right. Because you learn more in games. So the biggest thing I always look for in fall camp is the newcomers. How have the newcomers progressed since the spring? What does T-Mac and Fafita and those guys look like? And then I look at the new newcomers. Like what does Tyler Martin look like? 
How good is Speedy Luke? The guys that weren't on campus, what do they look like when they reach campus? Because they're working at somewhat of a deficit as opposed to the freshmen that were here in the spring. So that's the thing that I'm mostly looking forward to. A healthy offensive line, ideally, if it is healthy, that's something that I'll be watching closely because it wasn't healthy in the spring. It was pretty much impossible to evaluate and write about because it, it just wasn't the offensive line that we're going to see um, during games. And then you always look at the quarterback spot. You know, Jaden Delore was here in the spring, worked with the guys, worked with them all summer. Which receivers does he work with the best? Is he more comfortable than he was uh, in the spring? But those are kind of a couple things. And then the last thing I always look at is the eye test. I want to see a team that is physically bigger than they were in the spring. And I like to see how big the freshmen are you know, once they get into Tyler Owen's strength program. Because, you know, for years under Rich Rod, under Sumlin, Arizona lost right off the bus. And what I mean by that is the, always, the, the other team always looked way more physically they impressive. They corn fed. Way more <laughs> physically impressive than Arizona. Eventually that can't happen. And so I'm curious how close Arizona is to kind of getting over that, that corn fed hump. They need to be working on their fitness. Oh, calm down. Anyway, uh, next question from UA Portland Timbers. True or false, Tyler Martin and Anthony Solomon will be the starting LB duo come season's end, injuries nonwithstanding. I would say false. False! I just think, I think the starters, you know, I think Jerry Roberts and Malik Reed will have a pretty strong grasp on that. I do think Martin and Solomon will probably get playing time, uh, but I like Reed and Roberts. I think they have potential. There's other guys in there as well. Um, so I'm going with false. It wouldn't shock me, but there's going to have to be some injuries and other things uh, that probably happen because I, I don't think Roberts is uh, – I think he's a starter the entire season. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. All right, we'll see what happens with that one. Uh, next question is from Flagcat. And he says, I think Jonah Coleman and Speedy Luke are going to be our version of Thunder and Lightning and will take over the position from the existing, more experienced players like Wiley and Anderson. Thoughts? I think there's a very good chance that Jonah Coleman is the starting running back at the end of the year. I actually would say that he is probably going to be the starting running back. The question is, how much can he handle? Um, you know, I think if they knew that as a freshman he could handle the whole load right off the bat, he'd probably start. Wiley is a guy they trust. He's not spectacular. Uh, he's a solid back, but they trust him, and so that's why he's going to start. Drake Anderson is, you know, he's had moments where he looks fine. He's had moments where you don't even know he's in there. Speedy Luke is a guy where I, he's going to line up at running back. He's going to line up at wide receiver. You know, I, I've used this before, but people with the program have told me, think Demetric Felton at UCLA where he'd get like five carries snaps that wide receiver and end around here or there. So he's not going to be a guy, guy that lines up at running back and gets 15 carries. Um, and then, of course, DJ Williams at Florida State is another guy. But, yeah, I, I'd actually be surprised if the season ended with Wiley and Anderson as the top two running backs. I don't know where Luke will be in that because part of me doesn't consider him like a true running back. He's more of a utility 
guy, but um, not in a bad way. But the I, jack I think, of all trades. Yes, but I think Jonah Coleman will be the starting running back by the end of the season. All right. We will find that one out, too. Mark this moment. And next question is from AZFootball38. Jason, what are the chances nothing happens until the next offseason? It's a very legitimate <laughs> chance, unfortunately. Uh, emotionally unfortunate for me, mentally. But, like, look, here, here, let me just give a timeline for everybody. So, the Big Ten is the first step. The Big Ten, probably, according to a recent article, is going to come to an agreement on their TV rights by Labor Day, which is the first weekend in September, right? So now you have football season. These talks are very unlikely to come to any head during football season. So then you're done already. You're all the way into December, right? And so that's, that's where we're at. Um, could it happen sooner? I suppose the Big Ten could sign a contract and say, let's go get some other teams, or there could be major leagues, whatever. I, I think that it is actually more likely than not that this thing will go into 2023. And I feel absolutely depressed saying that. But I think there is a, a very good chance because the Big Ten, and then you got to wait for Notre Dame. Does Notre Dame take the season and make their decision? They have time, you know, and then you got to talk to other outlets. And you're going to know a lot, though, when the Big Ten announces their deal. Um, what I would look for is ESPN's involvement. If ESPN has a large chunk of the Big Ten, that is very bad news for the Pac-12. Because that means that ESPN probably isn't bidding or isn't bidding enough money on the Pac-12. Um, NBC, CBS, maybe they get involved with Pac-12. I don't believe so, but you have to keep a close eye on who gets what with the Big Ten, and that is a, a major, major impact on the Pac-12 and what they'll see with bidding. So we're not even really getting into things seriously until that comes back, and that could be, you know, a month or so, if not longer. Or forever. It feels like forever. It does feel like forever. Okay, um, next question. Jax83 has asked, Jed had talked about this class being potentially better than the last. We have three silent commits. One, when did they announce? Two, do we still have that chance to have a better recruiting class than last year? So I don't know when they're going to announce, and I don't really know why they haven't announced. So when silent commits don't announce, there's outside factors. There's, you know, high school coaches influencing them. They want to take another visit to make their parents happy, whatever it may be. Um, I, I have no idea when they're going to announce. I just assume as soon as I get, you know, I'm busy, that's when they're going to announce, right? Uh, but in terms of, you know, it, it, the class being better, I know who Arizona's targeting. So, you know, I, I can name a few guys that if, if Arizona lands... It, there's a very real chance it's right there, um, you know, with the last class. Like Arizona, you know, Trace Bybee, Jeremiah McClure, Malachi Riley, Donovan Pello, Jaden Moore, Dejan Lafitte. Yeah, I just gave you a I bunch of names. I love that name. Dejan Lafitte. Dejan Lafitte. Uh, you know, if they happen to go, you know, I don't know how many guys that was. Uh, six guys. If they go five for six, four for six, yeah, I mean, their class is going to be really good. If they go over six, it's not going to be as good. So that's kind of the bulk of the higher-rated guys. Those are the the six guys to really keep an eye on uh, right now that may or may not be silent committed. One of them, maybe I didn't list a couple guys that are silent commits. Ooh, tricky. Ooh, who, 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 who? So don't freak out if I didn't list a guy. But those are the guys 
that I would keep an eye on and, and will probably be the basis um, for uh, for whether or not Arizona gets a better class than last year. Okay. Next question is from AZ Jangle. We know who the top six offensive linemen are, including Hand, who are possible candidates to provide depth if needed. I, I, you know what? Because I'm a nice guy, I answer your offensive line question. <laughs> because I picked one because I think we've answered this. But um, the guys that I, you know, like, like you said, including Hand, it, it gets a little, little shaky over there because remember... Um, Sorry, my screensaver just went on, and hopefully it's still We recording. panicked. We're doing that long of a podcast. We're on fire. Okay, we're still good, Shelby. Don't worry. Everyone calm down. Anyway, uh, you know, Woody Jean is a guy to watch out for. Joe Borhan, Sam Langey. Uh, as I mentioned, Davis Duvall didn't cut it and had some medical issues. Jack Buford wasn't going to play this season, but left anyway. Sean Key just really isn't there yet. Uh, you know, um, Leith Magnuson, Grayson Stovall, your hope is that they, they're able to play a role this season. Leith has, has been strong and looks pretty good. But, yeah, I mean, depth is a concern. You know, Arizona's not going to play a ton of guys on the offensive line. It's kind of an NFL policy. You're not going to play a ton of offensive linemen. But you can pretty much take the majority of teams in the country and say if you lose a starting offensive lineman, there's going to be a big dip. But those are the six, and those are the six that they'll rely on. And, you know, if, if a guy gets hurt, yeah, there's there's going to be major issues because there's a, a big drop-off between the starters and, and the guys that aren't starting. It's it's that simple. Besides J.T. Hand, he's pretty much, I almost consider him a starter. Okay. Our final question. Kenneth Abbey. Comes from a friend of the show, Sir Kenneth <laughs> Abbey. A.K.A. the uniform expert. Yes. He is asking... There's a lot of people in the running backs room. What would you say is the three deep to start the season, and how do you think it'll progress throughout the season? Kind of already answered this. Uh, you know, I think at the end of the year, Jonah Coleman's going to be the starter. I think you're going to see Drake Anderson and Mike Wiley probably as the top three. DJ Williams is a guy I have to see. I, You know what? I'll actually put him in the top three, maybe ahead of Anderson. So it's probably Wiley, Coleman, slash DJ Williams if DJ Williams meets the expectations of the coaching staff. They added him for a reason. I know his numbers weren't great. He battled injury, but if you saw him his first year at Auburn, he was awesome. Um, and then Jalen John and Stevie Rocker will have an opportunity, but it's it's not going to be easy. And I wrote this in the running back preview the other day, the storylines. It almost feels like someone has to be the odd man out. And whoever that odd man out is, you know, you'd assume is going to look to transfer after the season because there's just too many guys. I mean, it's nice to have. It's not a bad problem, obviously, but there's too many guys to keep happy. Someone is going to be pissed off at their lack of reps, and, and that's something to keep an eye on because Arizona's going to keep landing running backs. They got Brandon Johnson coming in this class, and, and they love him. And basically what happened was Arizona looked at the roster. They saw the running backs they had. They looked at the guys that they feel are, are major difference makers. They didn't feel there was enough of them, which is why they went and got DJ Williams. And you can make an argument that DJ Williams and Jonah Coleman are the only two backs on the roster that they feel uh, will really, you know, kind of change the game, so to speak. All right. Well, that concludes the Woo! actual questions. Woo! Well, beyond the questions, Shelby, a uh, little cleanup, a little more cleanup. 
we're going to do a podcast after media day, but uh, Arizona was not picked to finish last. Yes. They are picked to finish 11th. Progress. Eat it, Colorado. Eat it. You know, football's a game of inches. We've had this conversation. Um, You could also say it is a game of not being last. The second year you've been a wise man just once told me, Shelby. Oh, here we go. If you're not first, you're last. There we go. So Arizona technically is in an 11 place tie for last. I like it. Thank you. It's very complicated. You know who told me that? Who told you that? You don't remember that movie? Wait, what is that movie? Shelby. It's coming. Will Ferrell. Oh, it's okay. Is it Anchorman? No. No. What? I don't know. Talladega. Oh, okay. Come on. I haven't seen that one in a long time. I love Anchorman. We were debating whether or not to show our uh, 12-year-old Anchorman. She's 13. Whatever. Um, Probably no. The answer is still no. Ricky Bobby, Talladega Nights. You're not first. You're last. Ricky Bobby. There you go, Shelby. Anyway, so that's big news. So We're going to have more podcasts. Also, I do want to do a quick shout-out because I tweeted right before we started recording that we were doing a podcast and uh, at Jesse Bridges did a reply to me with the Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, um, meme, and it's got a white claw. So somebody knows me very well. Thank you very much, Someone asked me if we're going to the San Diego State game, and I obviously I said yes, and then they sent me the food that the stadium announced. I don't know if this is new or not. Hodad's will be at the stadium. Yes. The taco stand, the crack shack. Man, Cali Barbecue. I tell you, this stadium is legit. I mean, I love ho dads. So That's what I said. He said, what are you going for? I said, the wife loves hoes and she loves dads. So <laughs> and white claws. So it's it's going to be a party, guys. Yep. We're going to be in San Diego. I asked Jason the other day. I was like, uh, what, are we, what are we doing with our children that weekend that we're gone? And he's like, I don't know. So yeah. we haven't figured that part out not yet. Not bringing them. That's what I know. They're not going to San Diego. I'm already like off of work, ready to go. Labor Day weekend, San Diego. Get it. I'll probably get sunburned. Like, that's usually my thing. Hell yeah. I want to go to SeaWorld and play with Shamu. Anyway, with that being said. There it is. Thank you guys for joining us. I'm Shelby. He's Jason. Wait, what? Thank you all. Bear down. Jason, I have one more question about the offensive nope, line. No, nope, no, we're done. There actually is no offensive line. Arizona will be playing without one this season. Tight so, ends. Jet fish for life.